Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your RV. RV. Wow. Is your gateway to adventure with their (laughs) diverse selection. Hit a dog. I did, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. RV. Wow. I'm going to pick a puppy up this weekend. Don't. Don't do that to me. They're your gateway to adventure not dogs with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, family get togethers, and vacations are all better in an RV from mid America RV experience travel. Like you have never before. Find out more at mid I like it better when the ad reads just completely uh, go off the rails. They should be. That's how they should be. Uh, have fun with this one because we are not done shilling just yet. I'm actually very excited about our newest sponsor of this show because uh, TMI, big, big believer of this product, and that is Manscaped. You can go to manscaped.com and use promo code two guys 20 and you can get the world's best ball shaver 20% off. Uh, also, there's a Okay, I'm just going to real talk real quick, Paige. Just earmuffs it. But uh, so, guys, uh, especially in the summer, we get a little sweaty. And there's a part of our body that smells worse than our armpits when we get a little sweaty. There's this deodorant lotion. Oh, my game God. Changer. Is it actually game changer. It should Something be. Like, it, it is be. amazing. Then there's that midday spritz that you get. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> my girlfriend's is... in the other room. I can go get her if you guys want a real testimonial about this thing. What amazing. is happening? Two guys, um, 20. Two guys, twenty is Two guys 20. the code. The people that have already told that we've done this are like, "Oh yeah, I have their lawnmower or whatever it's called." I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. I did not know right. that this was so popular, but very excited. And the market on trimmers, they have, they have, yeah, because they make all the the jokes. All of and them they've all cornered jokes. the market on you not thinking you're bleeding to death with a nick in the shower. Because, <laughs> good lord, that blood's red. So <laughs> thank you, Manscaped, because no heart attacks for me anymore. Yeah, clearly Matt's a big fan. I am. I, I'm a big fan of this. When they when we hooked up, it was like, yes, this is it. Us and Manscaped. This are, we only advertise products I really believe in. Mid-America RV, Manscaped, Boulevard Beer. But that's my that's my shtick, as some people would like to say. Shtick, is that how you say it? That is. That okay. is. Yep. So two guys 20, manscaped.com. Definitely check that out. Um, and enjoy the funny ad reads that you're going to get for the next little bit. Um, also, our Senior Bowl meetups are happening soon. Uh, we're going to be promoting that uh, over the course of the next couple weeks. Um, if I had a calendar in front of me instead of just all these screens with nothing on them, that would be helpful. January 26th, we will be in Mobile, Alabama, covering the 2021 Reese's Senior Bowl at 7.30. Come find us, Draft Picks Tap Room on Dolphin Street in Mobile. We've been there for three or four years now. You know the spot. Tuesday and Wednesday will be there at 730. And I am excited because um, our good friends at Boulevard, we I reached out, was like, guys, we're going to Mobile. We want to do this. We're doing this meetup. Uh, we, if the bar sells Boulevard, we'd like to do something. Turns out the bar doesn't sell Boulevard. So Boulevard's taking over the bar and shipping in cans of Boulevard wheat and tank seven so that we can have our favorite beer uh, down in Mobile. And I like that's the coolest thing to me in the whole world. And also, they're going to be giving away a lot of swag. So we're going to have free stuff to give away. It's going to be a great time. And Paige is finally going to talk on the show, I promise. Yeah, I'm just waiting. There I'm, there, I'm just Get into the notes. Did you want to do a Manscaped testimonial? Yeah, uh, did I want to give my opinion? Um, no, I have not seen its uh, work, but I am and I'm not going to even go there. Um, no, I'm excited to go to Mobile. I, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Um, I 
have not been to the Super Bowl, unlike the rest of you. Um, and so I'm looking right. forward to the experience and glad we uh, get to have it. So, yeah. And for those wondering, uh, yep, there is a thing called COVID. We are going to do our best to socially distance as much as we can be outside at this meetup. Draft Picks has a wiffle ball uh, field in the back and a patio that's really cool. So we're going to be outside as much as possible. We would ask if you don't feel well. Guys, we've been doing this for 10 months. You know the deal. If you're not feeling well, please don't come. Uh, Don't do that. Don't put anybody else at risk. Um, If you feel good, Maybe you're in your immunity window, uh, whatever it might be. We're going to wear masks. We're going to socially distance, but we would love to see you guys uh, and, and have a little bit of fun without having a super spreader event. Let's please not do that. Yeah. And like you said, it is, it's a good size bar that we should be able to socially distance. We will. Right? We're if not, not we're not going to should off. we are. Yeah. We're going to do it guys. <laughs> we are. I'm going to be in charge of the six feet. So this will be fun. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Paige is in charge of the six feet. Um, also, we've, we're having some trouble because we want you guys to interact with us as listeners. We love you guys. We're so happy for your support. And normally, we would like to have like a catchy little hashtag that you can use to let us know that you have questions. Struggle bus. That might be the hashtag for us. Struggle bus because we don't have a good one. Uh, maybe. Maybe that's the winner for us right yeah. there. I did see one that was pretty good that was paging page. I liked that one. I like that too. Very much. There was one about wheat. Read them and wheat. Read them and wheat. Boulevard Wheat, my all-time favorite beer. I like that one okay. There was draft on draft, spell it like other, but... Yeah, like, you know, like we've been down that road before and it's fun, but I'd rather just not do it again. Yeah, no, it's fair. I think um, the paging page is kind of funny. Not that I want to make it all about me. I'm not mad. So... Um, <laughs> He, he almost like transitioned into something else and turned his head so quickly back. I'm glad you didn't. Miss, I'm glad you didn't miss that joke. Um, no, I, I think we 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 should open it up and maybe give away some stuff if you come up with a really good hashtag. So we'll we'll come up with that and tweet it out so you guys can give us some good ones and we'll decide. Yeah, I definitely think the winner should get. We'll send you some Boulevard T-shirts and uh, we'll send. Actually, you know what? We'll send you a Manscaped. 3.0 lawnmower, the whole deal. If you name, if you give us the hashtag for a Q&A session, you're going to get a Boulevard t-shirt and the new Manscaped trimmer. Goddamn thing has a flashlight on it. Okay. It's amazing. Okay. Amazing. So we'll make sure you right. get one. Uh, how about we get into the actual show though? The national championship, uh, you're listening to this probably Friday morning. National championship scheduled to be Monday night. We'll have a new episode coming out for you Monday morning where we preview that game a little bit more, but Sounds like it's going to happen. Uh, as we're sitting here Thursday night, Ryan Day says uh, they're on and it's going to happen. Uh, rumor is Ohio State's D-line is kind of decimated right now by uh, COVID-19 or at least contact tracing. So uh, a game where not many people are giving Ohio State a chance, it gets a little bit harder. You got a quarterback who got banged up. Now you got a D-line that might be uh, at least missing some key parts. Yeah, or maybe they just want their quarterback to have a little more time to recover. Conspiracy theory. That, that could happen. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> hey, it could. You never Take know. I'm not going to. Um, yeah, but I. Rat poison. I just. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rat poison. I just actually think that it was a ridiculous thing to even tweet out that there was like a report of a discussion that could possibly happen about postponing the game. Um, I, but it also was just like the epitome of college football Twitter this year. Like everybody wants to be first about reporting some sort of conversation that's happening around COVID and if it's going to be canceled or if it's not going to be canceled. And yeah, I think the game goes on. Like you said, like Ryan Day said today, they, they have enough players. They're going to play. Um, they're certainly not going to let a narrative that's going around Twitter um, be the reason they don't play or want to postpone things. So um, I definitely think we'll, we'll see the national championship Monday and I'm so excited. 
I'm too. Where's Cardell Jones when you need him, right? Those backup quarterbacks at Ohio State are pretty good. Uh, I do think that this game is going to be interesting. I know we're going to break it all down uh, on the episode that comes out Monday morning, but I am super excited. I mean, these two quarterbacks have been connected since high school. 1A, 1B in that recruiting class, and now you get them on this big national stage. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited. Also, like we don't give the NCAA any credit on this show because we don't really like them, but uh, they got us here. It, it's happening. College One National Championship is going to happen Monday night. We were able to have a decent amount of a season. We got to see a wide receiver win the Heisman for the first time since 1991, and the NCAA, a little bit of respect regained uh, for me. Now pay your players. It'd be great. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go as far as to say like I respect them, but at least we're having the national championship. And I did get a little nervous earlier in the week when they were talking about postponing it uh, because of COVID, but it does sound like we're going to have the game, and that's what I want. Uh, one more, one more game. Yeah. I think it'll be great. And and we'll preview that obviously um, on our next show, but I think um, how exciting for us that we get two like big college football powerhouses in, in the national championship, not to say that we didn't expect that. I mean, we expected a different one, not Ohio state, but it's still super exciting after a year of just like not being sure what the hell was going to happen. So looking forward yeah. to it. And it honestly, it's, it ended where we thought it would. I picked Ohio state to win the national championship. And then the season kind of got canceled. We're like, oh, never mind. Uh, Ohio State, Alabama, right where we all thought it would be. So, and I apologize to these two quarterbacks connected at the hip. I clearly met the guys who played last week. Paige made a face, and I was like, oh, I'm stupid. I didn't mean Mac Jones. Mac no one Jones cared about Mac like Jones, a right? Three or four star, right? You knew what I meant. Because I'm just thinking he ahead. Trevor because, Lawrence. Right, I said I earlier Trevor this Lawrence. week in a meeting, I said Clemson and Alabama. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not happening. You're just so used to it. But yeah, speaking yeah. of <clears throat> speaking of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Get ready for this breaking news. He is declaring for the NFL draft. I, I said this to Mello the other day. I could have tweeted this three years ago that he was declaring for the draft and that he would be the number one pick. Nothing's changed. And I had someone ask me an interesting question today. I would love to hear if you guys have a, a different answer. He asked me, when was the last time someone went wire to wire as the number one pick where you saw a guy as a true freshman, you thought, yeah, he's going to be a, he's going to be the number one player in the draft eventually. And they actually made it for me. It was Andrew Luck. That's it. Yeah, but even Luck wasn't like that highly touted as a recruit. Yeah. Like Trevor Lawrence was. So I don't I don't know. How highly recruited was like Matt Liner. He didn't go number one. Right. I don't know. Peyton Manning. Ever. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, I don't I can't really remember. But also I think too, like we're gonna see a guy who's highly touted and recruited goes number one pick, and that's what we expected, and also is successful. Like I think that's just he's gonna go right. across the board and that that's rare. Because Andrew Luck did wire to wire. And I pointed out guys like Christian Hackenberg, Josh Rosen, who we saw as true freshmen and thought, oh man, like if they can continue to develop, there's gonna be something really, really special and promising here. I'm really old, so I can remember when Logan Thomas was that guy at Virginia Tech. Do you remember Jason? Uh, I think Thomas UNLV way back in the day. That's way back, way back in the day. He was another one of those guys who was like, oh, true freshman, if he keeps playing well. I don't think he ever made it to the NFL. So it's rare to see a guy handle the pressure of being in that spotlight as well as Trevor Lawrence has. And to handle like somebody insulting his mustache and just being like, yeah. Oh, right. my God. you guys, oh God. that was she so was correct, funny. Though. That thing was nasty. I love that he kept it, though, for the Heisman. Like he still had like they were interviewing him and he still had the stash. And he also handled it like such a fucking pro. Like to be like, thank you. Like if someone said that to me, I'd be like, um, actually I would try and be nice, but I wouldn't be, but I, but still, he just handled it so well, especially after losing and like, it's only like what the second game he's lost. So 
I mean, he definitely handled it like a pro. I think, I think we'll see great things from him at the next level. London Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be nice. Mm-hmm. Is, Matt, is he your QB one? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. How about you? Uh, I'll have to check. Yeah. I don't right. have my notes in front of me, right? He's right. up there. He's up there. For Draft sure. starts a mobile. It's too early to say. Yeah. I am not looking forward to the people who find like one thing to tear Trevor Lawrence down about because he's so good. It happens all the time. You know, every time there's an elite prospect like Nick Bosa, you know, Miles Garrett was like, no, there's this. There's this one thing that I don't like. Get over yourselves. He's really, really good. Yeah. Like his one knock is probably his hair for me. That's it. Paige, where do you come that in mustache. on that? Do you like the hair? That yeah. Of course she does. I'll, yeah. What, what, what did you say? And then we have the same haircut? <laughs> Today it looks a little Trevor Lawrence-y. <laughs> you know I'm having a bad hair day. That is so rude. Uh, Matt just I'm like, just jealous. I'm just jealous. Okay. <laughs> That's all it is. Whatever. No, um, I love the hair. I think it's great. And like, if he cuts it, he could end up looking like Justin Herbert. So yeah, you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to look like an eighth grader. So I mean, he's definitely going to be the next head and shoulders guy. Like Troy oh, Paul. Oh yeah. Time. Now it's Trevor Lawrence. And, and if they can't get that done, then they need to hire somebody else he to do their work. The leverage though. Like, oh, who else he are they going to get? Like, yeah. we have to do this. And he's going to be like, I want $250 million. I don't know if you guys saw this. He actually hired a really small agency that I really just does that. like South Carolina and it's like Hunter Renfro, like guys like that, Bradley Pinion. It's a lot of Clemson guys. It was an agency I will be honest, I've never heard of. It's not okay. CAA. It's not well, yeah, athletes first. It's not rep one. Like it's, Nope, never heard of him before. Because I saw I it come through and I was like, I've never heard of these guys either. So I thought I was just, I don't know a lot of them, but I figured you would know it. I think we'll see that probably more as things start to progress with, because I think people are just wanting to truly be themselves and are kind of tired of the image thing and having to like be something they're really not. And they want to focus on football and and that be the priority. Um, and so I think you'll see people who like really go with people that have, like he trusts that Hunter Renfro is going to tell him if this right. is a good person or not. And it's not just like a buddy that's trying to be an agent that is his agent. Like it's yeah. somebody who's had some, some um, practice, but I think it's definitely going to be a whole nother level to experience what Trevor we have, is going to be thrown at Trevor Lawrence. We have some Houston, Texas stuff to talk about as we're sitting here. Actually, I'm getting alerts. Uh, Adam Schefter tweets, Bleacher Report, Ian Rappaport, whole thing. Deshaun Watson is reportedly, I want to make sure we use that word, reportedly unhappy with the situation in Houston after he was really not consulted um, throughout the process of the Texans hiring a general manager. Uh, Mello knows, and anyone who listens to our radio show, uh, mic'd up uh, here in Joplin, knows that something we've actually been talking about for two days, something I was hearing yesterday, then the trade rumors uh, come out this morning from Pro Football Talk, uh, Thursday morning, that is. And now... uh, Ian Rapport, Adam Schefter are spreading the message a little bit farther that Watson felt like uh, he was told he was going to be part of the process and then he wasn't part of the process. Texans hired Nick Casario. You fire Bill O'Brien, who's a New England guy. You hire Nick Casario, who's a New England guy. It kind of feels like uh, what's the line I used today? Six, one, half a dozen of another. Kind of like that. And Deshaun Watson not being included. I think he has a right to be unhappy. He is the I, I think he's one of the three or four best quarterbacks in the NFL. We talked about it today. If you could build a team, you start with a quarterback, it's Patrick Mahomes, then it's Deshaun Watson because of their age, their ability. I think he has a right to be unhappy, and we don't see blockbuster trades in the NFL very often. I truly hope that if Deshaun Watson wants out, he's able to get out and, and force his way to a, a better situation. 
Yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of people tweeting that today too. Like he has no leverage and all this. If he says he's going to hold out and he requests a trade, I don't know what Houston's going to do. You sit there and not have a great quarterback or you try to move him. And there are a lot of good pieces that are out there that could happen for him. So we've been wanting, at least I have been wanting Deshaun Watson to move and go to a different team for a long time. And I hope that we finally see it this offseason, with it being January and early, hopefully there's time to make that work this year. Yeah, I think, I mean, first things first, when you're a new GM there, like your job is to try and convince Deshaun Watson that you're the right guy and you're going to consult him on things and try yeah. and repair that because like we said, like he's worth it. Um, I also saw the report that he like actually told some teammates that he could potentially be doing that. And I like thought that was super like respectful, like to be like, Hey, look, I understand this is going to cause problems. It's going to be a lot of drama and you, I, it basically seems like I'm bailing on you, but I'm sure he had that talk man to man. And so mm -hmm. I totally respect that. Um, I tweeted earlier that um, I would literally kick Jimmy out to get to Sean Watson. And yeah, so many, would. no, and here's the thing is so many people, <laughs> were, so many people were like, duh, Paige, of course, he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I'm like, okay. I just want to say the reason that I said that was because I've doubled down a million times on uh, keeping Jimmy because I don't think we need Matt Ryan. I don't think we need Matt Stafford. Like none of the Matt's were fine. Um, including, <laughs> Shots fired. I, I wasn't even trying. That just like, it just worked out that way. Um, I don't think we need those guys. And I've been saying like, I don't, I don't think we need to worry about his contract and do make things harder on ourselves. If those are our options. Yeah. And especially cause you're going to be, if it's Matt Ryan, it's just a whole mess of a contract. So when they're, when they're saying that he wants to leave, like, I'm like, I would give whatever it took to get him there because, and we have the pieces to be able to do it. I don't know who we'd want to give up. And that's what I was going to ask you, Matt, if you were the 49ers and that was something that you were considering, if we were done with Jimmy and saying bye and you were able to get Deshaun Watson, what do you think it would actually take? I, I've answered this question a few times today. So I'm, I'm rehearsed. I would okay. send the Texans our roster and our next two years draft picks and say, other than George Kittle, Fred Warner, and Nick Bosa, you can have anyone you want. And you can have any picks you want, In like, including all of them. I actually don't care at this point. <laughs> uh, not truly all of them. But if you want to give like two first, two seconds, and any players not those three, go for it. And I'm including Debo Samuel, including Brandon Ayuk. I really like those guys. They're really good players. Doesn't matter. Ark Armstead. See you, buddy. Javon Kinlaw thinks he'll be really good. It's not Deshaun Watson. So I think everyone is on the table except for those three blue chip players. The problem with the Niners, and it's I think it's the best fit for him schematically. It's a, a team that has like 30 free agents. It's kind of an older roster outside of that. Like you don't really have tradable assets. You don't have multiple first round picks in any of the future drafts. So you're really in a spot where it's it's hard to pull off a trade like this, but uh, you could leverage the next three years of draft picks and spread it out enough that you might not take as big of a hit. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's <laughs> a chance. Yeah. I mean, you don't have like, you know, the Dolphins can send two uh, and two first and two seconds. Be like, here okay. you go. I saw you tweet that, but like, again, do you re like, I maybe I'm just, it's recency bias. Like, do we really think that Tua is not going to be – do you really think he's not going to be at the level to make the Dolphins win the way they want to win? I mean, I understand Deshaun he Watson is one be. thing, but you think giving up that much that they – like, I feel like the Niners have stuff that also plays into his strengths. 
Like, mm. I feel like that would just be giving up a lot and putting it right on his shoulders again of like, you are the man and this is what you absolutely Not to say be. they don't have people there that could yeah. help him, obviously. But I'm just saying, do you think that that's actually a good fit? I do because I think Brian Flores is a good enough coach to cover up some of the problems that Bill O'Brien couldn't. And that defense in Miami is so, so good. And when healthy Devontae Parker is a number one receiver, you got a young offensive line. And I think with Tua, I really liked Tua. He was my number two quarterback last year. I had him really high on my board. Deshaun Watson's a proven factor. You know what he is. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. People in Miami want Tua traded right now. I mean, they want to draft Justin Fields at number three overall. So, and I know you can't give into the fanatics, right? You can't do that. But would you rather have Tua and those picks to potentially put pieces around him? Or would you rather have a proven 24-year-old quarterback who is going to be the second-best quarterback as soon as Aaron Rodgers retires? Like, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. That's just me. I would rather have the proven guy who's a great locker room guy, great community guy, hell of a player, and the known factor of that as opposed to maybe, like, we saw some limitations from Tua in college yeah. and in the NFL this year. It's like, ah, well, maybe if our defense plays well, we'll win. And I, they I, win hate, 10 games. I hate this phrase, but, like, the Dolphins are definitely, like, a win-right-now team. Like, they, they need to be in a spot where they're getting better consistently. And I think the Niners already have that and, like, other teams that they're looking into. I guess, too, the Saints is another option. But still, I just I, – I agree with Ooh. you sort of on the Dolphins. If he goes to the Saints, I'm going to put in a request to change teams. <laughs> Michael Thomas is one of my that, favorite players in the NFL. So that salary cap situation with the Saints is terrible, though. They're like $80 million dollars over the that salary cap next year. But again, yeah, so. if there's a guy that salary retires cap. and you right. you want to make it work and you get the quarterback of the future, then Maybe they, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they can try to dump some of that salary. If I were Deshaun Watson, that's the team I would want to. Go you to. might have to literally trade Sean Payton for him, though. <laughs> that might be the <laughs> only way you could get him. It's like, we'll give you Sean Payton. <laughs> you know that yeah, might be it really might be it right it would take it would definitely take a lot but it's going to be something worth watching uh we might be back on here monday morning talking about sean watson being uh, being on the so. trade market being on the trade block i hope so too when it reaches the point of pro football talk Schefter, annie and Rappaport tweeting about it in the same day there's clearly something there i loved watching the people on twitter being like ah it's just pro football talk like those guys are creating rumors and then other people start talking about it or they'll be like wait a second is it is this real it's like yeah, there's some credibility here. Yeah, I, I there. I was surprised that when I tweeted about it, people were like, oh, is this a thing that he doesn't want to be there? I'm like, where have you been? Like, that's yeah. literally all that have everyone's talking about today. Right. Yeah, no joke. Uh, NFL playoffs do start this weekend, though. We have six games. Uh, the uh, Packers and Chiefs get to sit at home and watch and see who they will be playing. But we're going to pick some games. We're not going to go like full breakdown who's going to win the playoffs here because that's not what we do. They're a good podcast for that. This is not it. Colts at Bills. I Just cold, hard predictions. I actually think the Colts are super overrated. I think the Bills are going to frustrate the hell out of Phillip Rivers. Josh Allen's unstoppable right now. Even though the Colts' defense is good, I want to give them their respect. Really good. We miss you, DeForest Buckner, so damn much. Uh, but I have to go with the Bills. This damn monitor behind me, guys. I don't know what the deal is. Um, Melo, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going Bills, too. I think this is a very good football team. Uh, I've said it before. The AFC scares me, but especially the Bills as a Chiefs fan, uh, they're just clicking right now. Yeah. And it, when you're a coach, a lot of times you talk about clicking at the right time. You don't want to peak too early. seems like these guys are peaking at the right time. So I'm sorry to all of our Colts fans. I think the Bills are one of the best teams in the league right now. 
Um, one of us on this podcast may be um, considering a future on the Bills uh, to win it all, um, but I'm also going to pick the Bills. Um, I'm also going to just throw this out there. That's the team that I'm rooting for going forward since my team obviously isn't there. That's that's what I'm looking at. So just a heads up. Sorry, Melo. Well, sorry, that's actually oh, two that's of us. Okay. So I have also thrown in on the Bills this yeah. offseason, postseason. That doesn't bother me because honestly, like I hate it when people are like, wait, you picked against my team. It doesn't matter. Like you can think it all day. It's not going to make a difference, you know, when Kansas City wins the Super Bowl. I was just or trying to. Do. Yeah. I was just trying to be sensitive to your feelings. It's fine. No, nah, you don't have to me. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm good. Uh, Rams at Seahawks. Uh, Rams have a banged up quarterback in Jared Goff. We don't even know who's going to play uh, there. It, the Seahawks have had like a weird year where it felt like for the first six weeks, Russell Wilson was going to run away at the MVP award. He started turning the ball over. Chris Carson got hurt. Uh, that defense has been all over the place, but they still have two really good receivers. This one is going to be worth watching just to see Jalen Ramsey uh, and DK Metcalf go at it four four quarters but i am picking the seahawks especially because they're at home i'm going seahawks too and with jared goff and the whole thumb injury and who's going to play quarterback it's just not a good feeling i think the rams have been a little inconsistent this year anyway so i do think that the seahawks pull this one off i'm not like a big fan of them i don't think they're going to make a playoff run they've just been too inconsistent as well but i think they have enough this weekend to beat the rams yeah. I'm picking the Rams. There's no logic to this pick. I just, <laughs> I will never root for the Seahawks and never pick them that's to a, win anything. So um, yeah, I'm going with the Rams just because I hate the Seahawks. That's a real 49ers fan. So like you. power rank your enemies in the NFC West. No, I, no, I just hate the Seahawks. Like everybody else I actually really don't mind. Huh. I just, uh, I guess the Cardinals, but I, I really don't mind. Um, any anybody else or any other team the seahawks just literally drive me absolutely crazy hmm. the more you know bucks at washington football team uh washington might be rotating quarterbacks alex smith is hurt they cut Dwayne haskins uh man i just can't take anyone from the nfc east seriously the bucks have been playing their best football as of late i don't know if you guys remember tom brady is their quarterback and he's still really good even though he's 43 years old i don't think washington can match up with the bucks offense at all so i'm going tampa in this one yeah, they're just still too young. Right? There's a lot of talent on that defensive line. I think they'll be able to get after Tom Brady, but I think Tom's going to be okay with that. I think he's prepared to have some pass rushers in his face. Like he's seen guys uh, much better than Chase Young, and I love Chase Young, but he's seen some really good pass rushers. I'm taking the Bucks in this one. Uh, this was my preseason Super Bowl pick where it was the Bucks, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to be loyal. Yeah, Um I probably would have gone with a Washington football team um, if it were for the fact that Chase decided to say, Tom, I'm coming for you. That's so stupid. Um, you don't give because I literally that. Oh, you what? You don't give Tom Brady bulletin board. No, he's, he's crazy. He's like Kobe level, Michael level, LeBron level, like petty, like. No, that was such a bad idea. And like, I get that, like, he could probably, like, if anyone, if there's any rookie that could back up saying something like that, it would be him. But mm -hmm. I just think that was such a bad idea because he's going to step on their throats now. <laughs> and I just wish that that wouldn't have happened because I don't particularly care for Tom Brady that much. So, um, but yeah, I'm picking the Bucks. Wait, wait. You don't like Tom Brady? Mm. You're I mean, from, like, I don't, it's the not that I don't. Area. What? You're from like the same area. That doesn't mean <laughs> both Niner fans. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, 
I, I don't particularly like I'm not like I ha- don't hate him, but it's I don't like, love stuff, him, isn't it? I see. It's the the Patriot thing. It's not anything else. It's just I being the Patriots. Yeah. Here's the thing that bothered me about the whole Chase Young thing more than anything. This is what bothered me the most. The graphic that everybody was sharing on Twitter where it said Tom Brady, I'm coming like we needed some punctuation in there. Four letters. It said Tom Brady, I'm coming. No, I think it said I'm coming for you, Tom, or something like that. The one I saw just said Tom Brady, I'm coming. That's it. So, you know, hopefully he uses a landscape lawnmower, but I don't know. Right. I mean, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I've never said those words. (laughs) Ravens at Titans uh, rematch of last year's divisional round game where the Titans upset the number one seed Baltimore Ravens. I think they beat them again this year. No one can stop Derrick Henry right now. I do think the Ravens could make this a game because the Titans don't have a great pass rush. Uh, Lamar Jackson's playing really well the last several weeks, but this goes back to Derrick Henry in the playoffs. I just don't see that stopping. I think this is the best game of the weekend. When you look at these two and how they match up, I really you could go either way. And if you told me the Ravens were going to win, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, you're an idiot. Or the Titans. I'm going with the Titans though, because Derrick Henry literally like, gives me nightmares. <laughs> having to try to tackle that man. I don't know how some of these Ravens players are going to sleep because he's going to run wild. You know, they're going to give him like 35 carries. So good luck. I, I like that Baltimore team. I think it's really good. But Derrick Henry can probably win this game on his own. Yeah, I I took the Ravens. Um, mostly you idiot. <laughs> mostly because I just didn't want to stall. Pick you the ruined it. I ruined it. But I also just want for Lamar, I just would I want people to stop giving him shit and then um, win a playoff game and they will yeah exactly so you're gonna love big country yeah um, right I can't wait for your guys's ride from Memphis to Mobile where he just tells you why Lamar Jackson sucks it's gonna be great oh, I'm good I can't wait to start this conversation we'll do a vlog from the back seat um and have a discussion about it uh, yeah, no, I love I that you Ravens. know that you'll both be sitting in the back seat. By the way, <laughs> like you just instinctively know that that's I'm, what we're... I'm the smallest, so I always have to sit in the back. That's just in, but I do get carsick, and so sometimes I have to sit in the front. Same, great. You two have fun in the front seat. I'll be asleep in the back. It's such a terrible thing to have to tell people too. But like, hey, I get like really violently carsick if I sit anywhere. Like in a normal vehicle, it's usually fine. But like, if you get me in a van or pretty far back there in an suv it's terrible all right well we'll start with Mel in the front seat and then we'll pivot yeah. and see how it truck we'll has a lot of windows we're good seat. there's a bench seat you could both sit up front yeah the three of us in front big country in the back that'd be great mellow's right bitch though <laughs> 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 okay let's just keep it going bears at titans the largest spread of any game in playoff weekend saints, saints heavily saints? favored the saints you mean yeah what i say the titans, titans. jesus I can read Bears at Saints. Bears Titans would be a good game. Bears at Saints. Excuse me. Uh, I'm picking the Saints. You guys suck. I'm picking the Saints too. I'm just not bought into the Bears, I guess. Uh, it has to fizzle out again eventually, I think. Betting on Sean Payton. Yeah, they're dub Bears. Um, yeah, I picked the Saints. Okay, there it is. Browns at Steelers. Browns, uh, another team having a lot of issues with COVID right now. Their facility's been closed all week. Their coach can't uh, coach this weekend. Kevin Stefanski will be out. Uh, they are, they're thin, uh, and that is going to be a factor against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is the only reason I'm taking Pittsburgh in this game is I think the Browns not being able to really practice all week is going to affect them. So they, they've really, like the last couple weeks of the season, it feels like the Browns have just been uh, really struggling with uh, getting guys eligible for 
due to COVID. So I, I'm going to take the Steelers. Don't want to, but I'm going to. I mean, you'd have to be absolutely crazy not to take the Steelers. I mean, when you look at the Cleveland Browns, they're missing their head coach. They're missing a key player at left guard. I'm going to take them, though. I just, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit dangerous. Feeling dangerous. Oh, I think that they're just going to turn around and hand the ball off a lot. And that's probably what they should be doing all the time. Steelers, I, I think that they're going to struggle to get the running game going and they're going to struggle on offense because of that. I'm taking the Brownies. Wow. Oh, I'm not feeling dangerous. So I'm going with the Steelers. <laughs> and that's Paige is like, I'm feeling tired. That. Leave me alone. Okay, those are our picks for the weekend. Let us know uh, Monday if we were right or wrong. It's a great time. Uh, something we used to do on an old podcast. You can leave a, a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think of our picks or let us know your picks. Um, go ahead and hit those five stars while you're at it. Something else happening in the world of football right now, guys. Uh, coaching carousel in the NFL. We've seen one general manager job filled already, the Houston Texans. Uh, but there's still six openings for head coaching positions. Uh, Mello and I did this a little differently. I went with best fits. Mello went with predictions. Paige just did whatever she wants. So, yeah. yep. So but that's what I want. Go. Right. What Paige wants to happen. So let's start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do think the best fit is Urban Meyer. Connect him with Trevor Lawrence. You have some really fun pieces there. James Robinson, DJ Chark, LaVisca Shane Nault. Like they've got some pieces there. Offensive line needs a little work but you have draft picks to do that. That one coming back uh, from the LA Rams that's going to be in the early 20s most likely. So I think Urban Meyer finally calls his shot, gets his 12 mil a year, and goes to Jacksonville. If my man didn't want to go to Texas, he didn't want to go to USC, and they're going to offer him $12 million, I want to see this. Mm -hmm. And I want to see his offense in the NFL. I love his offense and the way that he ran it at you know, stops at Florida and Ohio State. I want to see if it works in the NFL because, uh, you know, five years ago, we would have said that never would work. You can't right. run that style of offense. Well, we're seeing a lot of these good NFL offenses run schemes based off what players are doing in college. You're getting your quarterback moving around a little bit. So I want to see Urban Meyer do it, and I want to see him do it with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I mean, like we said, you get Trevor Lawrence. Why wouldn't you go? And if they're actually going to pay him that much, like you said, what he's reportedly asking for, then do it. And it's Florida. Right. I mean, he, Gainesville to Jacksonville is not far. You know, that's an easy that's an easy trip. Uh, if you've if you've liked Gainesville, you'll love Jacksonville is, is how I would put it. How about the New York Jets? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They also have two first round picks. Um, not like a hot, sexy destination like Jacksonville. They should use that uh, game changer, that deodorant we were talking mm -hmm. about earlier. For those, uh, definitely need it in Jacksonville. But. I do think this is an intriguing location. The number two pick, you have a really good general manager in Joe Douglas. Something they said uh, th is that they want someone who can coach the entire football team, not just an offensive guy like Adam Gase. That is why I'm giving them Pat Fitzgerald, head coach, Northwestern Wildcats, someone who is a program builder, culture builder. This team missed out on Matt Rule because they wanted to dictate his staff, and I think that really haunts them. So they're just going to go get the next best thing at Pat Fitzgerald. I love Pat Fitzgerald. That's not where I have him going, though. I'm going with Arthur Smith, keep it in the NFL, the Titans. I think I'm like a closet Titans fan. I just love their offense. I think you are. And their head coach and their running back and a couple of their defensive players. But if you can get that kind of thing going in New York with the Jets, I think they need a little bit of discipline. Maybe Arthur Smith can bring that. Yeah, I I picked the guy out of Kansas City, the enemy. Is that how you say his last name? The enemy, yep. Yeah, I literally <laughs> – 
the guy in uh, Kansas City. Andy Reid. The guy in Kansas City. Yeah, Andy, Andy Reid, actually. Yeah, I picked him. I was trying to give Jets fans hope, just like they thought Trevor Lawrence was going to fall to them for like a day on Twitter. Um, so it's just fun to mess with them. Um, yeah, I picked sorry, him. Sorry, Adam Kramer. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Kramer. Um, he's a Mets fan. They got Francisco Lindor. He's fine. Um, for a day. Yeah, for He's a Jets fan. <laughs> Ouch. We love you, Adam. Um, yeah, I picked him because like you said, like I think if you've been around a guy that's been successful like Andy Reid and you've gotten to deal with a quarterback that's fantastic like that, maybe he can figure out what's going on there because I don't know that they're going to make any moves and adjustments at that position. So, um, yeah, that's the guy that I, I selected for them. Now, I want to remind people, mine is best fit, not a prediction. OK, that's an important. Yeah, mine's not a prediction here. either. Actually, one of them yeah, is so, a prediction. Okay, so let us know when that happens. So I the Houston know. Texans, best fit, that guy from Kansas City, Eric Bieniemy. Deshaun Watson's unhappy. Let's make him happy. Give him someone who has worked with the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Someone who comes from an Andy Reid system that is going to be able to develop a scheme, get guys uh, operating in space. Uh, this is a tough situation. They don't have draft picks. They traded away DeAndre Hopkins. They don't have playmakers because so many guys are free agents. But I think EB in Houston would help calm some of the friction that's happening right now. I think if you plan on keeping Deshaun Watson, that's your first move. It's hiring a guy like Eric Bieniemy because if you don't, he's probably moving on. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think that they're probably going to go the Josh McDaniel route, Ugh. or at least I did earlier today. I know there are reports now that are like, oh, it definitely won't be. But I tell you, I've heard those reports before. And then guess what? It snip, snap, snip, snap. It happens. <laughs> so I think it's going to be Josh McDaniels at the end of the day. When I actually was reading through this, I'm glad now that we've clarified because I was like, why would Melo pick him for that job? Um, now it makes sense. You're picking <laughs> what you think, think will happen. Good fit. Yeah, I would never hire him. I wouldn't even interview him, but I think Nick Casario will. Yeah. So just like Matt, I sort of think that if you want to please Deshaun Watson, maybe get a guy like Joe Brady, who has obviously shown he can do a decent job at um, coaching up a, a quarterback to the number one pick in the country. So, um, yeah, I, I picked Joe Brady for that, even though I'm not fully sure that he's done enough to be a head coach. Um, improving himself yet but he's just such a like hot name that like I, I think no matter what he's gonna end up somewhere yeah uh, probably so uh, that, that star is rising a little too fast the Atlanta Falcons uh, I believe they were the first team this year to fire their head coach they have a big opening and normally you see a team fire a defensive guy they go offensive guy my best fit though Robert Sala with this team because the Falcons offense isn't bad. That's not the problem. It's the defense and they need help. Robert Sala is the best of the defensive minded candidates in this coaching cycle. Honestly thought he should have got a job last year. We've got the Michigan legislature advocating for this guy to be the higher there. I, I see a couple of you have maybe predicted that that will happen, but I think Robert Sala in Atlanta would be a perfect fit for that roster. That's it's a veteran roster. Uh, he's been with Kyle Shanahan. A lot of those guys had coached or had played, excuse me, under Kyle Shanahan. So I think there's a good connection there. Yeah, I definitely think so too. And with what you're doing with the fits, I do think it works but it's not what I think they will do. I think they're going to look at this offense and say, we are in a win now mode and we just need to get it right at the head coach position. And that's why I think they'll bring in a guy like Eric Bieniemy. And I think with Bieniemy, he also, he doesn't want to go and rebuild. He's on one of the best teams in the league right now. He's coming off of a Super Bowl win. I, I think that he is going to go to a ready team. And I think he's going to believe that's the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think they're that good, but I do think that uh, they will get Eric Bieniemy at the end of the day. 
Yeah, I stuck with an offensive guy too. Um, I went Arthur Smith because um, he's from the South and he's done obviously a great job of that offense in, in Tennessee. But um, yeah, I think he would be a good fit. That's my prediction actually is that the Falcons go that route. Oh, that, he I sounds think, like a guy who would coach in Atlanta. Well, Maybe also, Arthur. if you, yeah, Blank. that's true. You get it. Like, oh my God, I love you. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> Same yeah. name. But I mean, if you think about it, like, think about all that he's being basically it says he's being requested to interview with for every opening and if you had your choice like i think atlanta is a good place and i think you can only go up from here so and yes that right. their, their fan base is tough to please but at this point they shouldn't be so um we'll see what happens but yeah i went offensive guy on that front all right let's talk about the worst opening among these coaching <laughs> hires and that is the detroit lions sorry folks it's true uh the best fit Arthur Smith, uh, like you guys have said, he's a great coach, a rising star. He's only, I think, 37 or 38 years old. What he's done under Mike Vrabel's offensive coordinator has been exceptional. The Lions have pieces. Matthew Stafford, you got to re-sign Kenny Galladay, but you have DeAndre Swift. you got a decent offensive line. Just need somebody who's not batshit crazy and wears a pencil in his hat, even though he's writing on a laminated piece of paper. Come on. Arthur Smith seems a lot smarter than that. I think he would be a good hire for the Lions. I think he would be a good hire. I think he's one of the top guys. I'm not predicting that, though. Uh, this is Robert Sala's job. I, even if you look at the graphic that they put out yesterday, uh, for those of you listening, like in the bottom it says, like, head coach Robert Sala. But and when it says head coach, it's, like, interviewed to be head coach. They just want this guy, and I think he actually wants to be back in Michigan, I, I think yeah. this is a situation for him to where it's not the best job, but the guy gets to go back home. And I think that's really important to a lot of people. I think that's what he's going to do. I agree. And I think he was sort of waiting for this to be open and available to him. So I, I, I picked the same exact thing as you. So I'm sad that he's leaving us in uh, San Francisco, but happy he's for him and people with him. Yep. It's okay. D'Amico Ryan's that era will begin. I think we'll be okay there. I feel good about it. I've been saying that all day. I'm just trying to convince myself. All right, last one. And I think this is the best opening of them all. The Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert, as soon as he grows that hair back out, you've got a franchise quarterback. You've also got two very good receivers in Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Austin Eckler in the backfield is good. The offensive line needs a little help. You have a top 10 draft pick. You got pieces on defense. Step one, fire whomever is in charge of the strength, conditioning, and medical program there because you have the most injured roster in the NFL every year. Oh, Something has to change. Also, yeah, you punctured your quarterback's lung. Yeah. That too. This is why the best fit for me, Joe Brady. Joe Brady with Justin Herbert at quarterback and those weapons, spray and pray all day. That's all they got to do. Stand in the pocket, have fun. That's what I, they mean, right? I just, I just would like to say that situation with Tyrod made me so nervous when the other day Justin Fields was like, yeah, we were in the locker room. They just did something. I was like, oh my God, they could have punctured his lung. Right. Yeah. Like, that's all I could think about. Them. You got to worry about that every time now. I do think, again, best fit Joe Brady with the Chargers would be electric. I would love that. I think it would be too. I didn't include Joe Brady, kind of like Paige was saying earlier. I think maybe he's just like a year out. I don't know. I could be wrong, and, and he could land somewhere. But for me, I think this is Brian Dable's job. I think that he is the top guy, and he's going to have his pick of the litter. And when you look at Justin Herbert and the pieces that they have there, I think this is it. That's where I have him going. Yeah. I, why did I pick the last two the same as Melo? Damn it. Um, yeah, I think that's – Somebody cheated point. on their homework. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, it's been a long week. No, I I agree. I think you guys are frozen. This is hilarious. Um, but um, I think personally, what he's done with the Bills is 
obviously a big deal and he could, he's coming into a great situation. Um, but I sort of like the Joe Brady pick. I didn't see that until now, but I sort of like that now better. So I changed my answer to Matt's answer. Depends on who I'm cheating off of. <laughs> Le- legitimately cheating on the homework. Now, those are our coaching fits and, and predictions, which is a lot of fun. I, I'm ready. I swear to God, I'm so ready for the season. I hate to be that guy. I'm ready for the season to be over so we can just talk about, talk the, about draft. the draft. You ugh, all the time. Ugh. That's all I want to do. You were that guy. Um, that's I, yeah, that was my job. 10 I mean, years. Yep. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But um, part of the reason we wanted um, to get a hashtag is so we could ask, answer more questions. And I think we got a ton when we asked for them this week on the internet. And I did not expect oh, that man. because um it was it was draft questions but it was also like all kinds of questions um so Melo, uh, are these the people that asked the questions yep. in here yes they are john patterson if Sewell, luck with it, some of these names yeah i know I especially because i'm not good with names period so it is what it is so, um if Sewell isn't there for the Bengals at five where do the Bengals go i mean i still think they go offensive line right I think they have to go offensive line if somehow Sewell's off the board. The crazy thing is like a lot of quarterbacks and maybe one wide receiver could go in the top four. So Sewell could be there. But I actually think Rashawn Slater at Northwestern is as good as Penny Sewell. And I know that that's like sacrilegious to say to draft Twitter. Yeah, it but is. I really think it's true. Like I Rashawn Slater's tape is fantastic. And I know people are tired of hearing this, but he's the only guy I saw slow down Chase Young. Only guy ever. Ever, yeah, right. Still haven't really seen it happen, so that's encouraging. And also the bloodlines. I mean, that's that's important. You kind of know what you're getting with this dude. And to go to Northwestern, what bloodlines? Isn't his dad Jackie Slater? Is it really or something like that? I don't. Is know, there, I think they're related. I don't know. I just made that up. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, to go to Northwestern, it says a lot about him as a person too. Like you're not going yeah. to a perennial football powerhouse. You're going somewhere that's big on education and academics. So I I like Slater. If if he's off the board somehow. I don't think wide receivers out of the question. I know they have T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, but AJ Green's getting older. What about he's a free agent too? Yeah. What about the guy at Texas? I'm blanking on his name now. Joseph Osai. Yes, thank you. I think it's a. Is little it not? Guy. Is that too high? Too high. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the always... potential's there, but like, mm. oh, maybe not. Ouch. No, no, it is. It's just too high for him. It really is. Even as a Texas fan, it's too high for him. He's probably going to be in that like 15 to 20 range, most likely. And, you know, Paige, like you're you're on the money like normally. OK, it's quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher. They have the quarterback. If the left tackle's not there, you'd want to go pass rusher. But in this year's class, there's no pass rusher that's worth the top five pick. So you are kind of in that hard spot of do you look at the next best tackle if Sewell's gone? Do you look at a wide receiver in a really good class? Or this would be a team that can maybe trade out. That's what I was going to say. I think their move is probably trade down. Maybe get yourself some extra picks in this thing and see what happens. But no reason to reach for a guy. Matt, you're really high on Slater. But I think they could still move down and grab another one of these tackles. Because it's a very deep tackle class. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Sewell will probably be there. So they don't have anything to worry about. Yeah, I'm hoping. Because as you guys know, I really want them to get someone to handle. (laughs) Joey B needs it. He's just the best. Um, all right. Next one up is Rashik Ahmed. Hopefully that's right. Nailed it. Um, is the notion of matching up college QBs with their college wide receivers overblown Waddle and Smith to a chase and burrow feels like that's a huge narrative last year with lamb and the cards. 
um, and it never came to fruition. Um, it's coming up this year with Cincinnati and Miami. I mean, yes, right? So I don't think it's overblown. I think it is something you really? would like. You would love to do it if you could. If it's a fit, though, like that's the thing. Like Devonte Smith is a fit in Miami, right? So because he's a route runner, he fits everywhere. Okay, yeah, let's go do it. Uh, like the thing is, you can't ever jump a need to give your quarterback his old teammate. Yeah. You know, or you can't ignore the fact that like a guy is really good. You know, so if like if Jamar Chase is your top receiver, you draft Jamar Chase. Doesn't matter who Tua played with. You have to give him the best guy. Um, and, you know, honestly, we've really never seen a whole lot of these where it's like college quarterback ends up throwing up to college wide receiver. Once they get in the NFL, it's pretty. I'm trying to think top of my head. I got no one. Well, I also think I mean, I get like the familiarity and all that, but like mm -hmm. it it's different in the NFL. Like you play, I mean, if you're playing the exact yeah. same scheme and like you said, teams are moving more towards like what their quarterback is good at and what they played in college and things like that. But I, I absolutely think it's overblown at this point. I do know one thing that happens though is so like you'll sign with an agent and you'll go to a training facility and work pre-draft. And if you are a quarterback that has a connection with a guy there, you can get him drafted. Jared Goff worked out with Cooper Cup. Carson Wentz worked out with Mac Hollins. Coincidentally enough, the Eagles and Rams both respectively drafted those guys in the same year. So that is an area where you as a quarterback can vouch for that guy a little bit mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. help get him picked up. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a little bit overblown too. And I think that the talent at some of these programs where Alabama for forever didn't have a quarterback that would be drafted this high or they really didn't even have receivers until this last group. And now we're just we're trying to like play matchmaker and make it happen. I can guarantee you if the Dolphins are sitting there at three and they think Jamar Chase is the number one receiver, they're not going to be like, well, should we consider that Devonta Smith played with Tua already? Nope. They, they won't even cross their mind. They're going to take mm -hmm. Jamar Chase at three uh, and they don't care where he went to college at. doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Cause you're like, well, imagine what Jamar Chase would have done with Mac Jones in 2020. Had he played, you know, if that was the situation. So yeah, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah. All right. Andrew Heigl. Oh boy. This is going to be fun. Do you think Phillips and Rosu? Russo. Russo. Really? Yeah. Guys, I'm not good with names. Uh, with big combine performances, could both be top 15 picks. They're Miami guys, right? Um, both Miami guys. Russo set out this year. Phillips took his spot. He was UCLA transfer. And yeah, he's really the one. Well. But he, yeah, I remember that he, like, he was highly touted out of high school, correct? Yeah, five-star kid. Uh, I do think with combine performances, they definitely could be. They could be the, I like Quiddy Pay better from Michigan, but I wouldn't be surprised if these guys, because of their length and their speed, are the top two edges drafted. Like it wouldn't be crazy. Um, it would be a little more on potential than on play, but yeah, they could definitely be top 15 picks. Especially when you look at the need. I think there are a lot of needs in that top 15 of guys who are pass rushers. I'm not saying they're going to be number one and number two. I like Quiddy Pay a lot too, uh, but I do think there's a really good possibility that we see both of them go top 15. Not going to guarantee it, but it's definitely like, or even top 20. Right. The top 20 feels pretty safe for those guys. And Phillips had a great year. I mean, kudos to him to be a transfer and kind of you get a little bit overshadowed. They have Quincy Roche there, I think too. He struggled with some health issues, too. Yeah. At UCLA. Yeah. And then has a fantastic year and he'll yeah. be a first round pick. A lot of people are wondering, though, if it's like scheme. Oh, I've wondered. Scheme it. made sacks. You had one guy do it uh, in 2019 and one guy do it in 2020. Have to see. I think they'll probably quiet a lot of those questions at the combine. Yep. Well, uh, next up, Dan Kiefer. Is it Kiefer? Because I know we, we, you guys know him. So I just want to make sure that I'm getting names right. Guys, we'll get better at names, I promise. 
Um, what prospects do you see as potential risers prior to the combine? Yeah, that's an important uh, designation. So I think yeah. the thing is we got to look at the senior bowl because that's the big temple event before the combine, right? So who could blow up there? Um, there's a couple guys I really like uh, who I'll, I'll bang on the table for. Kadarius Tony at Florida. I think there's going to be questions about is he quick or is he fast? He'll have an opportunity to answer that in mobile and one-on-one situations, being able to see him uh, work through a route tree where it's not just those drags underneath and then Kyle Trask gets him the ball. We're going to be able to see him operate really as a wide receiver uh, completely across the board. And the two running backs I really like who are going to be there, Michael Carter at UNC and uh, Khalil Herbert from Virginia Tech. I know the Senior Bowl is not normally a big event for running backs because it's hard to showcase your talent there, but I think their ability as pass catchers will be so big in Mobile that they could see a nice little boost up the board. Yeah. And last time I checked, Kyle Trask still on board for the Senior Bowl? Still on. I think we could see him take a jump. Because you're right. I am looking at the Senior Bowl and saying like, okay, this is where – People are going to be in. This is where they're going to take a leap forward. I think Kyle Trask is a lot better than a lot of the quarterbacks that are going to be there. And I think he can show that off a little bit and talk with coaches and show them how smart he is. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to start seeing some rumors about him going a little bit higher after a not good SEC performance. I think he can do that. And another one uh, is Hunter Long. The tight end from Boston College is a guy I actually really like. And nobody's really talking about him because he plays – Boston College like let's be for real so I think he could be a riser prior to the combine I want to throw this out there I was talking to Jim Nagy uh, yesterday he hosts a, ra a radio show in Mobile and I was on it and we were talking about Sam Ellinger because Sam was actually coming on the show right after me so they were asking what do you think of Sam and I was like, you know great kid uh, historically good career at Texas not sure about the NFL let's be honest you know he's not a natural thrower Nagy comped him to Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott in terms of what they, the perception of them was going to the senior bowl and what they were able to answer, which if you remember with those guys, it was like, uh, like Dak didn't have a very strong arm. His mechanics were funky. Hertz was like, He's you're, Hill. Yeah, you're, you're removed from being a running back basically. So Nagy thinks that Sam's going to make him himself some money. Isn't it crazy that somebody is higher on Sam Mellinger than you and I? Are? Yes. Cause I'm like, I love Sam. I think he's a great kid. Great I had kid. him as like a third round right. pick tops. Right. And yeah, also, like whoa. And that's yeah. for a team that wants to get experimental. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Some, some of us to try some shit. I actually did not think that those guys were thought of that way. That's why that goes to show you that I'm not, I'm so much stuck in college football Twitter and the way that people viewed those two before they left. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're gonna hate my answer to this. I know Matt's gonna be so annoyed because I actually didn't think about the senior bowl. I thought about the national championship. And this oh, guy no, made them fine. This guy made um, the mistake of talking a little shit, but I think Sean Wade could actually, if he had a good game against decent wide receivers, could improve his draft stock. But Matt doesn't think it's going to happen, but I'm just saying he could. That, I don't. He has potential to be able to do that. The question was. He's, yep. If, no, you're right. He has a potential, because that would be, I mean, those wide receivers are obviously the best. If, if yeah. especially if one of them plays that could potentially play that we haven't seen play in a little while. Yeah, if Jalen Waddle um, plays, then yeah, he's was, fucked. Yeah. Thank you. For I, you know what? What I, was the quote Sean Wade had? Is like, which receiver do you want to guard? He's like, you know which one. Like, you know which one. I know. I'm like, yeah. no, don't you do wanna... that. By the way, I wrote I wrote him down before. Is it John Mechie? Like, <laughs> even that's too much. <laughs> right, that's not right. Who's that like Billingsley kid who's right. like tied in? Hey, he looked, he made adjustments and looked pretty good against Clemson, so. Yeah, I know. Like, but. Out of the like five that are going to be on the field, 
I don't know. Give me that Bolden kid, man. Carl, super fast. Carlton Powell made Sean Wade look like a backup. <laughs> Carlton Powell's known for playing special teams. Right. All right. So, I'm just saying he has the potential. I hope he goes up next. That'd be so fun to rub in your face and shoot. You know, longer than I, I, I truly do too. I always root for players to succeed. It does mm-hmm. frustrate me when Ohio or when fans, any fans, not just Ohio State, when fans like chomp for their guy and they're like, oh, no, no, he's a first rounder. Mm-hmm. He's an All American. Bullshit. That's a reputation award. It's a popularity contest. All American voters don't fucking watch football. Everybody knows that. Like, don't tell me a guy was an All-American. I don't care. I truly don't yeah. fucking care. Grant Delpit won the Thor. Are you award. talking about you Ohio talking State? About guys who deserve things? Are you talking about Ohio I'm State fans everybody. right now? Oh, I was going to say, Ohio State everybody. fans are notorious for that. Ohio State, Ohio State, State Twitter great, is... Though. But I yeah. love Ohio State fans. Sean Wade's just not that good. And he wasn't last year. It's okay to admit that your team's not... That one guy might not be... Jeff Akuda, he's okay. Yeah, it's I'm not sorry, who he I'm is. sorry that you went on like a run where he had some really good corners and Sean Wade was supposed to be the next one. Right. Uh, I I don't think he's special either. It'd like be like second, saying I think second, third round. It'd be like saying you know what, Jonathan Cooper, great kid. He's not Chase Young. Yeah, right. no shit. <laughs> you know, Sean Wade's not Jeff Akuda. Sorry. Or you had your like uh, Sam Ellinger thing. I think we talked about it on here. I don't know. I talked to you so much. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but you said Sean, that no, I mean, Sam. Sam Ellinger was a top five quarterback at Texas. And people were like, oh, he's not even going to get drafted. Like, he's terrible. Like, the two can be different. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, he can still be a really good college football player and not get drafted that high. Or stuck in the NFL. I hate it so much. See, it worked. I got you all riled up. I knew it would happen. I'm I'm going straight (laughs) to the bar. Yeah. Um, Garnett West said, what are y'all's thoughts on the 2021 Hall of Fame finalists? I just respect anyone who gets paged to say y'all because that is kind of an inside joke and I love it. Um, I think it's a, it's a really strong group this year. It is. Peyton Manning will get in. Charles Woodson will get in. After that, I really, truly don't know. Uh, Mello thinks Calvin Johnson's going to get in. I don't think he should. Uh, um, not yet, at least. I would like to see guys like Torrey Holt get in before him. I'd like to see John Lynch get in. I know people think that I don't like John. Um, I do. I think he was a hell of a player. He's been waiting a long time for this moment. I think he's absolutely deserved of it. So picking five very is curious. tough. I was very curious mm-hmm. what I was very curious what your thoughts were on John Lynch. I, I honestly I was like, ooh, I wonder what he's gonna say. No, I, I have so much respect for him as a player. And and, and he was, I mean, he's definitely deserving of it. Um, yeah, I don't really care for <laughs> his ability now, but like Reggie Wayne, Tory Holt, those guys, I think, deserve to get in. I think so, too. Like, there are a lot of them that need to be in and probably will be. Obviously, Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson are going on there. Uh, I, I, after that, like Calvin Johnson, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but he doesn't need to be in the discussion of, like, greatest receiver ever. And I do think that he's going to get in there this year. John Lynch is another guy I would love to see Sam Mills. I loved watching him in the Panthers days. Reggie Wayne is a guy that I think needs to be in. Alan Fanica is the guy that I'm rooting for this year. He's one of the most dominating guards I've ever seen play football. And I hate how the NFL, or at least the Hall of Fame voters, like, won't vote a guy in based on position. Yeah. Who, who gives a shit? He was one of the best guards in the league when he played. He should be in there. So I want to see Alan Fanica. Honestly, everyone on the list, I think, deserves to get in eventually, except for Rondé Barber. I have no idea how he's a finalist. He was never even close to the best corner in football, ever. Great on TV, though. We'll Do you think that. that's what it should be, though? Like, they're because I mean, I, then you'd have you have to 
shorten the list. I think at some point in your career, you need to have been dominant. And like Charles Woodson was dominant. What about like consistently good? Yeah, that's the Hall of Fame. It's not the Hall of Consistently Good. You know, I know, but if that's like a Hall, but if you're consistently making your team better, that's better than having one big year. Yeah, it is definitely. I just don't think that's Ronde Barber. Like, okay, I'm not trying to call anyone out here. Paige, you're not the biggest NFL fan. You're a college football fan, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of casual fans are going to be this way because it's been a little while since he retired. Had you ever heard of Ronde Barber? Yeah. Isn't he really Tiki Barber? That's probably why, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Also, you have to understand that I'm young. What I was going to say, my thoughts are, is that I'm actually glad that now, like, the Hall of Fame for me are, like, guys that I remember watching play that are (laughs) in the first year. of Like, you know what I mean? Like, for me, the Hall of Fame is, like, cut art. There's, like, a a window where, like, I was, like, maybe five, so I don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm glad that we're starting to get to that where I know these guys and have actually watched them play as opposed to just, like, knowing their name and who they are. I just I never watched Ronde Barber and was like, man, guys, want he's good. I mean, he was good. He was solid. He played fifteen years, but yeah. But I mean, there were guys like Woodson and Ty Law, and Revis, Chan Bailey, a lot of good guys in that era. Yeah. Paige, where, I'm curious, where do you come in on the Calvin Johnson thing? I don't really care. Like, I I think he doesn't need to be in it now. Like, that's the thing. There's no rush. So, right. Put him in next year. And also, if you want me to complain about Hall of Fames, you're gonna need to bring up the MLB Hall of Fame because that's. That's where it gets awful. We this summer, let's just have a whole show where we just bitch about Hall of Fames because I have a I've got some rants as well. So this will be good. Super. I feel like you and I are on the same side with the MLB one. So actually, we all three might be. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Amen. It's so stupid that he's. And I'm an A's fan who does not like the Giants, and I think that he should be in. Well, it's because you're smart and you're right. Yeah. That is our show. We'll be back Monday morning to break down the college football national championship, Alabama, Ohio State. It's going to be a great time. You guys have a great weekend. Don't forget, you can follow us at Two Guys, A Girl Pod. Pick yourself up a Manscaped. It's almost Valentine's Day. Learn how to use that thing before then. Two Guys 20 is the discount code. It's worth it. I promise. There it is. There's a flashlight on it. There's a flashlight. Not a not a flashlight. It's a flashlight on it. Oh my god, gross! <laughs> Ew! False advertising. Stop, you guys.